Now say a hunk, a hunk of Vernon Love. <laughs> I will not do that, Mr. Lecter. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> Why don't you say, I take from you your hammer? <laughs> I take from you your hammer. <laughs> <laughs> and I cussed you out. Hannibal Odin. That would be a whole different yeah, I know, Thor right? movie, right? <laughs> I ate Frigga's liver oh. with fava beans and a nice Chianti. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't weird. Should we do a real opening? Yeah, just we should like, do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Just so we don't, you know. Let's do, let's do a few. <laughs> All right, right. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Ah, you fucking A right. That's right. You've tuned in to the only show that skewers politics, but also has a nerdy edge. That's right. That's right. Sometimes we get funny. Sometimes we get dark. Yeah. Dark and serious, but then we get hysterical. Yeah, we get silly. Yeah, we get real silly. Mm. We are about just at about 13 months before the next presidential election. Yes. Um, and I can't I mean, it can't come soon enough. But, you know, who knows what will happen over the course of a year? Who knows? Over who the knows? course of a year. I mean, um, as I was saying at the beginning, like this uh country continues to swirl down the toilet hole but um i like to think of it this way at least it gives me a, uh, a certain amount of hope let this be a lesson to all of us on the left who can sometimes get high and mighty about our principles um uh, but there is such a thing as being too high and mighty about it because those of us uh, i'm not going to name names who didn't vote in the last election <laughs> I didn't. I fucking voted. What? I just looked your way. I wasn't accusing you. Yeah, dude, I voted. No, what are you just looking kidding. at me like that for, man? Oh, just kidding. But but <laughs> seriously though, a lot of us on the left, you know, chose like, well, you know, since I didn't get my candidate and blah 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 blah, I'm not going to vote. Um, I I I get where you're coming from with that. And any other year, that would have been at least somewhat of a commendable position to take, but it was literally Hillary Clinton or fucking Jabba the Hutt. Like, it's like... <laughs> it's like he literally ran on a platform of chaining women to his throne. <laughs> oh, man. I and saw having this... Twi'lek dance in front of him. I, uh, it's Twi'lek. And I saw this... Uh... <laughs> I saw this gif. Where it's like um, uh, Donald Trump uh, during his really bushy eyebrows stage of his 80s, 90s life. Mm -hmm. And I think he was at a party with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Because oh like, Jeffrey Epstein was next to him. And he was pointing at, like, in, in the gif, he's pointing at girls, like, these, uh, you know, uh -huh. these women that are just, like, dancing nearby. And he's like, 
you know, he you could see him mouth, she's hot. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, that video that came yeah, out, yeah. And then he pats one of them on the butt. And wow. I was like, holy shit, man. Uh, how, is this, how is this guy president? <laughs> I mean, it, it, just, it just shows that, like, the system is certainly broken. Like, a guy like that should have never gotten into the presidency. He's like, it's like... <laughs> It's like if the um, like a strip club owner from the Bronx uh, suddenly ends up as like your OBGYN. Oh, geez. It'd be like, how how do you what? <laughs> you know, it's like now open up and say, ah, bitch. Oh, <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, it's uh, we definitely got to uh, just do better. So, you know, yeah. just go out and vote. No abstaining uh, next year. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, because we were we were talking about it before the show, but let, now let's talk about it on mic, right? All right. Impeachment. You think it's gonna? Ha- do you think it's he's gonna go down for all the shit that's happening? Because you know people are really getting wise to like his whole act of like trying to ask Ukraine for favors, mm-hmm. him using the um, the IRS and and people at the Treasury Department to hide his tax records on a secret. Uh, server um they're saying that he has like that uh there are transcripts with the ukraine that are also hidden away on the server um some of which he released and he just he just made himself further incriminated himself (laughs) like (laughs) fuckhead that he is can't get it right it's ridiculous it's like i i i I, I might have said this on last week's show but they were speaking to chris christie on one of these networks and he was just like he'll be fine as long as he didn't say something like you know i need you to do me a favor or something like that and then boom that's what he fucking said and that's what he said on a fucking live tv on live tv he's like asked china and ukraine to help him out digging dirt on the bidens wow Wow. Okay. And now it's also coming out that he's uh, he. Uh, I think he tried to work with the prime minister. Like he tried to um, do his coercion in trying to get the prime minister of Australia to dig up dirt on Elizabeth Warren. Oh. So, so I mean, Rudy. At this point, by the time you guys are hearing this, because we're recording live from last uh, Friday evening. October fourth. Um, October fourth, coming at you live from <laughs> October fourth. Um, but as of the moment that we're speaking um, and recording this, uh, Rudy Giuliani has been subpoenaed and uh, is going to be speaking in front of the house. They need to have that guy committed somewhere. Yeah. He's, he's he's a mess. He's an absolute mess. But really, he's going. When is he going to speak in front of the? Uh, I, I have no idea. Yeah, as of as of now, we I I, I don't know. We got to get tickets. Yeah, we do have to get tickets. <laughs> tickets and popcorn. I'm gonna end up like that fucking gif of Michael Jackson just looking up at the thriller <laughs> video. It's gonna be better than fucking Endgame, I think, in certain yeah. ways. Like yeah, exactly, it's just, just like oh, let's see, let's see how he implodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be like, no, I had no, I, I didn't do da 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 da. And then they'll ask him in a slightly different way. Then he'll be like, yeah, I did it, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope he burns in hell, you know. And then his head just caves in like fucking when ego, the living planet, when <laughs> nice. when, when group blew up his head. Nice, yeah. yes, absolutely. Oh, that's such a good visual. Yeah, oh I know, man. Right? <laughs> um. So. Uh, so yeah, uh, so do you, you think that 
Trump is going to go down for this. I think that he will be impeached. I don't think that he will be removed. Okay. Um, unless he he really go doubles down on his fuck ups, which he may very well do. But I think it's important that uh, this impeachment is put on the books uh, to show that the president is in fact guilty of wrongdoing and uh, behavior that is not fitting of the office. Um, is it going to change his base uh, by any stretch? No, not not at all. But we have to keep reminding ourselves that his base is a minority um, right. in this country. It's like it's it's the nugget from which he hopes to uh, stick onto whatever centrists or people on the fence um, might get caught up uh, in that in that group. But um, it's a losing battle. It's a losing battle for him. I think CNN did a poll where they, you know, they they question whether um, Donald Trump would be impeached or not. And I think 45 percent of the country said, um, yeah, they're for impeachment, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's not like more than half, but it's kind of a significant number. Given that Donald Trump's uh, current polling numbers are in the toilet, for, uh, like around 38, mm -hmm. 37, 38 percent. Yeah. Uh, it's significant. And um, remember, the impeachment, um, uh, the talk of impeachment is relatively new and just started. So I honestly believe those numbers are just going to grow because if Trump is consistent with anything, is panicking and doubling down on his rhetoric as um, as the pressure gets put on him. Like every other time he was on TV during the Mueller investigation, he was just like, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. He thinks if he just keeps repeating these words that he'll somehow be absolved. And, you know, a lot of these people on the right would like to say, oh, the Mueller report didn't do anything. It's just like, yes, it did. Yeah, the Mueller report was just like, we're not saying that the president didn't do anything illegal, but, you know, he did something illegal. Yeah, like um, he did some illegal shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the only the if he was not in office, he would have gotten arrested. Let's put it that. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, of course. So um, I, I really don't know why there's that stupid rule that a sitting president can't be indicted. Um, I, I think it was um, that sounds like some kind of like addendum that uh, uh, people with corruption on their minds <laughs> Uh, kind of put in there as a fail safe pretty much yeah pretty much um so the moment this guy steps out of office he's got he's got a world of litigation like heading, oh absolutely heading his absolutely. way he's gonna be he better oh well as, it's as be interesting of, to see i gotta as, say as as of right now yeah it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see um dude we I'm going to be glued to my television. I don't know about you. You should come over and watch with me, actually. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, uh, you know, skulking out of the shadows finally, because after, for a while I was just like, I, I guess Mitch McConnell is uh, senses the blood in the water. I poked his head um, out, of, out of his shell. Yeah, he poked his head out of his shell and said that he would block any kind of uh, uh, any kind of uh, impeachment proceedings against the president in the Senate. So um, the thing is. Okay. Is that if the House votes for um, for a hearing and investigation, the um, the Senate is obligated to uh, to do that. And Mitch McConnell actually said that on TV. He said, um, "If if the House votes for it, then we are ob obligated to do it." I'm not saying that he won't 
find some way to like, you know, skulk around and try to muddy the waters, but they can't just say no. Okay. All right. So I don't know. You know, it's just uh, odd timing that I think that Mitch Mitch McConnell suddenly grows a spine as he's prone to do. Mm. Uh, He grows a spine every time that, uh, anytime uh, he senses that his, um, his financial power is going to be in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just big, just like when uh, that whole uh, Ukrainian factory that was built in in his uh, home state of Kentucky. What? Um, yeah, a Ukrainian that's what, that's factory. Why they, that, that's why they called him Moscow Mitch. Wow. Uh, so, what do they make there? I have uh, more corruption, <laughs> more lies. <laughs> I'm assuming. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, we make fresh corruption for the people. <laughs> it's as American as apple, let's say, uh, carrots. <laughs> apple carrots. <laughs> Jeez. Brought to you by Monsanto. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> the good, kind folks at Monsanto. <laughs> Poisoning your food since uh, forever. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so... There's a few things I wanted to talk about today. Uh, one was um, uh, there's a court ruling, a very famous uh, one that will go down in infamy. Uh, Amber Geiger got uh, her jail sentence, and let me tell you, uh, I was not pleased. Mm. Neither was I. Yeah, I, I'm just I. I you know, I posted up in our Instagram. It was just like, bye, Felicia. See yep. you in jail. Peace. <laughs> but um, she got 10 years, mm-hmm. which is like, whatever. Which is kind of insulting. Yeah, it is insulting. Could be considering that there will most likely be some sort of appeal. And with quote unquote good behavior, she could be out sooner. Depending, depending on how all of that works. I'm not quite sure what the legal framework is for her conviction and what possibilities there are. Um, But uh, this was a young man who would have been 28 at this point had he uh, lived so super young, active in his community, especially in the church. He was an accountant. Um, He, and, and this is not to bring up any level of respectability politics because whatever he was in his life, he didn't deserve to be sitting in his home and get shot by a police officer randomly. Like he could have been anybody. He didn't deserve that. She was drunk, right? She was drunk and she came in through his house. What she, I I don't know if she was drunk, but she says that she was um, exhausted from pulling a double shift. Um, Apparently that means sexting your married partner. Oh, at the time that you walked in, she's garbage, oh, and uh, be, be, she beyond dis- that, yeah. like it, 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 it was revealed that she, um, has made uh, basically it's it's pretty much confirmed that she's racist uh, from the text messages uh, released that they were able to recover somehow, um, where she's talking to I guess a friend of hers and the friend is trying to get her to take in this. Uh, I don't know, stray dog or something like that or and um, said, you know, oh, but the dog's a little bit racist. She's like, it's all right. It's just like me. And it's like, wow, can you have any more of an admission? You know, it's like like we're the same way or some shit like oh my that. God. Um, 
And is that real? Is that real? Yeah, that's real. And she was also uh, pulling um, like uh, some sort of duty at a Martin Luther King parade or something along those lines. And I think one of her uh, colleagues said, oh, when, when will this be over? And she was just like, oh, when Martin Luther King is dead. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. So she's she's essentially garbage. She is yeah, she is nothing but yeah. unequivocal garbage. And then for her to make the excuse when she walks into his apartment, you know, not to mention that they have different layouts in terms of there's a rug at the front of his apartment, which she does not have. There's also some sort of table on the inside. Isn't so like, he on a different floor? Oh yeah, a, di- a totally different floor. Apparently, her apartment was right below his, okay. but like. When you walk into somebody else's place, like from the furniture, the decor, the lighting, even the smell of the place is going to tell you whether you're home or not. Um, and for some, somehow she avoided all of this. And then she saw him. He was eating ice cream at the time that he was shot. He was sitting in his apartment. Um, and her excuse was that she was afraid for her life. Of course. You know, because, you know, big black man. Right? Yeah, Exactly. And um, eating she, fucking ice cream. Exactly. And she's and one of the one of the accusations she made is that he was charging her. He's probably like, get the fuck out of my house. The thing is, the forensics don't even match up with that. Oh you see, because he was about six one. She's like five three. Yeah. So therefore, they looked at the forensics. The bullet entered in the left side of his chest and traveled down, I think, to the base of his spine. He could not have been standing up. He couldn't. He couldn't have been charging her at that point. Holy shit! Okay, so she gets ten years, mm-hmm. right? Had the rule, the had 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 the had the roles been reversed, right? Botham Jean was the cop, mm-hmm. and she was the, you know, she was the victim. Mm-hmm. They would have buried him. Under the jail. Oh, yeah. They would have given him subsequent life sentences. Yeah, like yeah. like he would have gotten out in like, you know, the year 4263. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, it, it, it's it's it just goes to show how awful this fucking system is how yeah. br- utterly broken it is yeah did you do you remember how they played over and over and over again her crying on the stand yes, yes. like it's just like to garner some sort of sympathy from the public and it's just like yeah, first what the, the white woman uh the the white, cry the cry the cries white of the woman white woman tears yeah, yeah white woman tears. right so um like they played that over and over and over again and any person of color worth their salt would just like get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Of course. One of, the, one of the most egregious things, though, for me was after the sentencing was read and she got 10 years, the judge gave her her Bible and hugged her. That wasn't the only hug she got. That was not the only hug she got because she also got a hug from Botham Jean's younger brother. Now, you asked me earlier this week mm-hmm. what I thought about that. Mm-hmm. What I meant to follow that up with was that, um, you know, he could do that. He could do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. The rest of the public, we can also decide for ourselves. 
mm-hmm. um, because he's an individual, as are we. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, from my particular point of view, uh, I don't think she deserved a hug. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because if you when you when you're raising a kid, right, mm-hmm. and you punish them, but then you double back on it, then they haven't really learned anything. Yeah, and I feel like the the psyche of the racist white person, uh, like the that whole communal cesspool, mm-hmm. they see that and they're just like, oh, we could just kill them and then we'll get a hug. Yep. Yep. Um, because they're they're silly dipshits who can't think be like one second beyond their own selves. Without a doubt. So. Without a doubt. My thoughts on it, and I've been yes. thinking a lot about this. Uh, I'm, I'm going in. All right, yes. Yeah, um, here we go. Here we go. First of all, fuck this judge for what she did. Yeah. She, that was completely inappropriate for a legal official to do, especially after, after the sentencing of a convict. Um, a lot of legal experts have said this is just, it's just inappropriate. It sets... It sets a very weird example and sort of, and brings her um, ability to be non-biased into question. Um, and also, the younger brother hugging her. It was, I believe, in my heart, that that came, did not come out of a genuine sense of compassion and forgiveness for her. I think it's a combination of trauma and inculcation. Trauma, obviously, because of the death of his brother and that wound not being able to heal over the past year because it has been almost like front page news for the entire yeah, time. Constant. Because it, it's such an egregious thing that happened. Um, inculcation, because in this country, we always expect black people to forgive the people that harm them. It has been an ongoing trend over and over and over. Whenever we see, I, I, I'm thinking back to this little boy last year who was in a bodega here in New York. And um, Oh, I know this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. just, just I th- he might have been like 11 or 12, maybe even younger. And um, this white woman in the same bodega accused him of grabbing her ass. And she was yelling at him. Thank goodness his mother was there. But she was yelling at him saying, I'm going to call the cops on you. And it scared the shit out of this kid because he obviously must watch even a little bit of TV and says, oh, my God, this white woman is going to call the police on me, a black kid. Like, what's going to happen to me? You know, Um, so scared the shit out of him. Um, Eventually, they go back to the video in that that was being that was in the bodega and they saw that when he walked by her he had one of those large book bags that a lot of kids have because it's it's packed yeah, with material he was and packed uh, packed with school stuff exactly and his book bag brushed against the back side of her and he had no idea he didn't do it on purpose and she apologized and at some point they asked that kid if he forgives her and he said he said yes here's the thing though they don't ask any other group that gets victimized in any single way whether they forgive their attackers. You know, it's always it's always the black community. Like when um, what's his name that uh, that piece of shit Dylan Roof shot up that church. It was almost it was almost less than twenty four hours before the surviving members of that church got together and said that we forgive Dylan Roof. And it's just like, look. 
I understand the concept of compassion and forgiveness, but it should not be bestowed upon people who don't deserve it. Forgiveness is for people who are actually sorry. Yeah. For, forgiveness is for people. And I know for people seeking penance. Basically. Exactly. And, but, but, and some people try to make the argument like, no, it's more for the victim than anybody else. It's a way to release, um, to release that tension, those feelings so that you don't end up hating. You know what? Just because you don't forgive your attacker doesn't mean that you're walking around with hate. You know, you could be, you could find ways to move on and not forgive that person. The thing that bothers me so much is that the black community is constantly put in this position and it sets this precedent that, that nothing else needs to be done. It's like, when the black community unites and comes forward like with Black Lives Matter and other groups in order to change policy, suddenly we're troublemakers. But if we're victimized and we just forgive, nobody says anything mm -hmm. because they know nothing has to change. And this is the thing that bothers me so much. I had a, I had an argument with somebody who I knew uh, via Instagram. Not an argument, but a heated discussion. It's like... Uh, it's not about taking the higher road. It's about holding people accountable. I'm so sick of that. I'm so sick of that phrase, that, like taking the high road. Mm -hmm. I'm so sick of it because I'm just like people of color, um, especially, you know, black people, mm -hmm. um, now more and more brown people. Yes. Uh, we're constantly being asked to take the high road. Mm hmm. We're constantly like they're always. It's it's almost expected. Like it's always like, uh, yeah, you uh, just you could do better. You know, it's be a, be better. It's a sick, it's like be better. It's a sick cycle of abuse. Yeah. It's just like don't visit upon us the same methods that we visit upon you constantly. Yeah, even when you point out what we do. Yeah, because if we forgive them, they won't learn nothing. <laughs> but but it's true they're just going to do the same thing to another black family yeah and the media and everybody else is going to ask them oh but do you forgive them it's just like fuck no i just want to see one family be like fuck them yeah fuck them give me a, give, give me a chance give me a gun yeah i know i might have blown out the levels on that <laughs> yeah. one but like <laughs> seriously i, I just want to see one family say no fuck them i don't forgive them I'm going to move on with my life. I'm going to keep trying to, to recover from this, but I don't, I don't fucking forgive them. Why <sighs> should, why should they, they don't deserve it. And no. I actually read this great article. I'll forward to you at some point. It's yes, just like, please. Okay. In order to solve racism, we have to stop forgiving racists. Yes. They Agreed. don't, they don't deserve it. Yeah. They're not looking for the thing is that they're not looking for penance. Yeah. Not at no, all. No, not at all. It, 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 that's that's the 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 great divide there mm. you know um fuck. i feel like we're all we're both really worked up and yeah. we have to switch gears man <laughs> oh man we didn't even get to ha the half the other shit like i kind of wanted to talk about how like um uh there was a uh uh some kind of press conference where aoc was involved like an, an a aoc yeah. was uh, uh, was involved that uh, some some like some it, Trump supporting plant was put in yes. the audience and stood up and said, start saying crazy shit like we like, need to we, eat we, the we babies. Need, we need to eat the babies. And then you know Donald Trump Jr. hops on Twitter, you know fuckhead that he is, mm -hmm. and he goes, um, uh, 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 
Oh, looks like an AOC supporter to me, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, and then uh, Rapey you know, McFuckface needs to shut the dude, fuck up. Dude, he needs like, to shut the fuck up, oh, man. Uh, so was, I, was I it dare, the one that looks I, like Beavis? Yes, he's the one that looks okay, like Beavis. That's right. right. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's the one. The, the 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 blonder one or the 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 no the blonder one's Eric that's that's okay. the one with like uh, he he's constantly he has one of those faces where he constantly has his mouth open oh god like, right. right um now it's the other one the smarmy the smarmier sm- quote unquote smarter one no jeez uh, <laughs> he's such a piece of shit um <sighs> uh, you know he once talked on Twitter about running for mayor I dare him I dare from from Radio Free Brooklyn, from the Robots versus Taxes podcast show, I dare Donald Trump Jr. to run for mayor of New York City. Oh, mayor of New York yes. City. He he doesn't have a fucking prayer. I, I mean, there are a lot of assholes in the city, but he just doesn't have a prayer. I, if Look, he's a coward if he doesn't. <laughs> um, and I'm calling him out. So um, run for mayor, Don Jr. Run for mayor. I double dare you. Oh, do it! Oh, I just want to see your face. I just want to see your face. You know, I just, I just got this sickening thought that even after Trump eventually kicks the bucket, um, we're still left with his two smarmy ass sons, yeah. who are going to try to emulate their dad. Uh, it seems to me like they're like they, they seem to me like the product of inbreeding. Yes. Like they just came out yes. as like awful like half formed clones of yes. him. Yes, like it. Th- th- like I'm not even like. Yeah, man, you hit it right on the yeah. head. I'm not even <laughs> trying to be mean. It's just like they do look inbred. <laughs> I mean, like they just look like fucking like, um, you know, Donald Trump Jr. It looks like he's like w- one scandal away from like oh you know. He had, you know, Jeffrey Epstein levels of child pornography oh, in his, geez. you know, allegedly in his uh, in his possession. And like Eric Trump had, doesn't have um, the neither the charisma nor the intelligence to um, put his pants on like one, <laughs> one sleeve at a time. Right. Oh, man. <sighs> we have to switch gears. Let's switch gears. Um, then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and you're listening to uh, the uh, oh god I'm fucking this up royal <laughs> all right uh, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez and I'm Ernesto Mancibo and together we are robots, robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn oh yeah now we're into the nice part oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay ah, ah. Fuck, <laughs> what is wrong with me you know what it is what is it it's fucking comic-con withdrawals because we didn't go yes I <laughs> i'm fine look <laughs> you folks, seem fine you seem fine <laughs> i'm fine fine you've been better but you know <laughs> it's just it's just my feelings <laughs> um no folks every every once in a while you got to take a little break from the utter madness that is Comic-Con. And I know that Comic-Con only happens once a year in New York, uh, the big one anyway. But, um, you know, we've gone pretty consistently the, uh, the last several years. But uh, this year we just decided to, like, hang in the cut a little bit, you know. Yeah. Just chill. Just chill. We'll be back. 
No, no we'll, uh-huh. rest assured. Yeah, we'll be rolling up in there. We will return. You know, RVT 2020 yes. Comic Con. 2020 Comic Con. We will be in there. Going to be run up, running up in there, and we're coming deep. Yes. We're going to bring a crew. Oh, yeah. We're dressing up as Agent Smith. Oh, just God. walking around the entire Comic Con <laughs> saying the same thing. <laughs> Cookies need love like, <laughs> like everything, everything does. <laughs> <laughs> God. We would win Comic-Con. Yes, we would. If we did if that. We would. Especially now that Matrix 4 is coming. Oh. <laughs> Gotta be off mic for that kind of shit, man. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Okay, well, it's cool. I do, too. Oh, man. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Can't wait, Viva. We'll we'll have we'll have more news about it next year for sure. I know I know? can't wait. Probably like some pre-production stills or maybe actual production stills, you know, because some people are saying it's it's going to start filming early to middle of next year. Mm. Mm. That'd be awesome. We got to find a way to be like extras on that. Like <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're just doing our podcast and then we get our asses kicked yeah. for no reason. You know? <laughs> We're just doing a podcast. <laughs> um. Whoa. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that other than, uh, yeah. We hope you guys are enjoying yourselves at yeah. Comic-Con. Um, I know our good friends uh, uh, on the Jack per- the Jacked Kirby podcast, they have sent, like, they've posted up a million pictures on Instagram. Mm. And um, seething with jealousy, I am. By the way, oh, that was a very Yoda yeah. uh, style of <laughs> yes. uh, expressing yourself just then. But uh, you were great on the Jack Kirby show, by Thank the way. You, man. I Thank listened you, to that episode, folks. If you have a chance, uh, look it up. You can Google it, Jack Kirby Podcast. Uh, I believe it's episode 62. Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so Glorious Godfrey. That's right. That's right. It's really um, great. You guys were funny. Yeah. And I can't wait to have uh I can't wait to have them on the on our show. Yeah, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be a good one. Um but uh but yeah, uh But speaking of uh of pop culture, Joker comes out this weekend. It does. And we were talking about that uh, you know, pre show. Right we that was our pre show game. I wanna go see it. I wanna yeah. I do too. I want to give it a little time in case, you know, the incels decide this is going to be the mountain that they're going to die on. Well, they've been shit posting a lot of like, oh, I can't wait to shoot up like a uh, movie theater for Joker, blah, blah, blah. Mm, yeah. You they're know. looking for attention. It'd be really great, though, if the police showed up to their door. Like, Ooh. you can't make terroristic threats like that because yeah. I believe that's that counts. You know, but I'm white. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Oh man! Landscape is changing, and everything they built <laughs> will fall. <laughs> did right. I tell you? Did I tell you I saw X Men Dark Phoenix? Um, again? No, I just saw it that one that one time. Just that one time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it recent or uh, fairly recent? Did you see the the bad copy? That, that no, was yeah, I definitely saw a bootleg right. copy, and uh, I, I'm yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, ooh, ooh. Less the less said, the better. They uh, they gotta that. let that turd cool off yeah, for a little no. while before <laughs> before kicking it into like the sewer. You know, Marvel's just like oh. they're laying the groundwork. Yeah, I know they're not touching that right now, but not they're, right now. But they're they're gonna start planting seeds. Oh and, yeah, okay. and we're all gonna get like you know uh, nerd boners. Oh my god! The, when when the X Men finally come into the MCU. 
that needs to be like a moment. Like that needs to be that needs to be like a boom moment like when Thanos showed up post credit um at the end of the oh, first Avengers. Good lord, yeah. Like because everybody in Nerddom was just like, Oh shit. Yes. Here it comes, you know? Oh, man. Mutants. I think they're probably gonna start laying the first seeds uh during WandaVision. Or during uh, Doctor Strange and the yeah the, the multiverse, multiverse of, of madness, madness yeah yeah because they they definitely have to start hinting that the universe even though it's somewhat been recouped after Endgame it's kind of broken yes you know yeah yeah um yeah I I can't wait for that but yes let's let's go back to the Joker talk mm-hmm. right um. I was speaking uh, a few days ago to our good friend Jamie Vitarami, mm-hmm. and uh, Which, who I assume has already seen the movie. <laughs> uh, yes, as of this moment, he's probably already seen it like five times over, and he's waiting to to spoil every iota <laughs> of the plot to me. That's uh, our Jamie. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know, <laughs> Jesus, he dies at the end. I can't wait like, till we thanks. have him on the show, so you people can finally hear how on the ball. Pablo's impression is of uh, of Jamie. So, um, but yeah, so he he was telling me like we were having this discussion, and he was very adamant about the fact that um, all this uh, controversy surrounding the movie mm-hmm. is all the media's fault. Like, if something does happen where somebody, some asshole, walks into a movie theater and shoots up the place, that it's actually the media that triggered that person. Oh, please. Um, you know, to which I are I I understand that point of view, like I, I get it because the media has a, like CNN nonstop and just like what are we gonna do about this Joker? Um, in not in so many words, but yeah, I'm assuming Jake Tapper just used that timbre of voice. So, um, so yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, anybody who pull, decides to go into a, a crowded space and pull a gun and start shooting up the place has already made the decision beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the multitude of white men who've done that just this year alone were not triggered by media or movies. Like, they've already decided. And not, not to mention, like, these people feed off of um, being copycats. I mean, it's not unprecedented for somebody to walk into a theater and shoot up the place. I mean, all the way back in 2008, was it, during The Dark Knight? Yeah, in Aurora? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, people people have been doing that. Even, shoot, I, th- I remember one time we went to the Sheepshead Bay Theater and there were like cops who were, yes. you know, checking tickets and stuff like that. and just Was that for The Dark Knight Rises too? It might have been for the Dark Knight Rises or even something more recent that we saw there. You yeah. Know, we don't really go there anymore. Yeah. You know. Good Lord. That fucking movie theater is the bane of my existence. <laughs> you know, because it, it ruined Far From Home for you for a little bit. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, that viewing experience all sucked with an H. Because uh, <laughs> you're, you're trying to you're trying to listen to the dialogue and meanwhile behind you, it's just like, don't go for it, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> How does he not know that Mysterio is lying to him? You know, I <laughs> <laughs> just like a bunch of fucking know-it-all white nerds in the front of him. And they're just like, there's no way he could do that. Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, he's too agile. To, to. <laughs> Shit. I'm just like, shut the fuck 
fuck up. Go back to your basement and, you know, and continue not getting laid. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my mom says I'm cool. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that viewing experience sucked, man. I can't go to that movie theater anymore, man. And I almost did because um, <laughs> me and... Me and a uh, uh, producer of the show, Sabrina, a.k.a. my beautiful, beloved wife, um, she wanted to, to go see uh, Downton Abbey. Do you know that Downton Abbey... <laughs> Is there a movie of Downton yeah, Abbey? Yeah, there's, there's a movie called of Downton Abbey. <laughs> um, did you know that I, for the longest time... I thought it was downtown Abbey. So I, at the beginning, I thought. Right? Oh, my God. And she she couldn't. She was just like, you know, she hits me with one of those one-liners. She was just like, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's that's not the way it's said, you know, Mr. Know-it-all. Now you know what it feels like, buddy. Yeah. That's now you know what it feels like. Still Twi'lek. So. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> So for the longest time, I'm like downtown Abbey, and she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I was just like, "No, that's that's the name. What town is it in that it's downtown?" And she's like, "No, <laughs> you fucking dick. dipshit, <laughs> Downton." So yeah, so she wanted to go, and um, and she was like, "Why don't we go to Sheep's Head Bay?" And I was like. Look, if you want to see it in that movie theater, fine. Well, I, I doubt that the audience for that would be as rowdy as, you know, Far From Home, you know? True. It's like, you know, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be sitting there listening to like these proper English folks speaking on screen and then from behind you, it's just like, don't believe him, Downton Abbey. <laughs> I assume there's a character on the show named Downton Abbey. I think it's Abby Downton, like Ab- oh, okay. Abby Down. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Don't believe her. Don't believe him, Abby Downton. Um, <laughs> he a fool, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, the nerds in the front are just like, that's not even how the castle would be laid out. <laughs> they would have three butlers. <laughs> there would be like a slack jawed yokel who would be way in the back and be like, I call my mom from up here. <laughs> hey, Mo! <laughs> Get away from damn screen! Never a dull moment at Sheep's Head Bay. Yeah, that's exactly uh, like and you think we're kidding, but go there. If you ever find yourself in, the, in that neighborhood, go to Sheep's Head Bay movie theater. Go to go to any theater. It's going to be the worst viewing experience you've ever had in your life. The only decent viewing experience we ever had was when we went to go see uh, the Iron Man marathon. Oh, yes. Before Iron Man 3 dropped. Yes. And I think, it, what was it? We saw Iron Man 1. Um, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2 and Avengers Avengers yes And then they played Iron Man, Iron Man 3, 3 yes. So we spent the whole fucking day In that theater That's right And it was The reason it was good Is, is just because it was you, me And a couple in the back <laughs> <laughs> That dude was not getting laid Like no, at all Because she was not pleased Yeah to be she was not happy Spending the entire afternoon Watching superhero movie yeah. Like god damn it Jeffrey <laughs> What's this bullshit? He's got a suit? Oh. <laughs> Let me guess. He puts on the suit. He fights crime. Like, yeah, it's Iron Man. You, yeah. know? you knew what this was, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us making excuses for this douchebag. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I really love doing that whole thing. 
That was like one of my favorite days ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, going to see Downton Abbey, Downtown Abbey. God, um, <laughs> it, 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 it definitely wasn't my. I wasn't looking forward to going to see it there. I was definitely pushing to go see it at Alamo Draft House because mm. it was just like even. Even with a movie like that, where I'm like, I'm not particularly fond of the subject matter. I'm not a big fan of period pieces, you know. Okay. Um, and if I, if it must be a period piece, it has to be with like, it has to take place in ancient Japan, okay, or All ancient right. China, uh, and it's gotta <laughs> involve like a lot of violence, a lot of martial arts, a lot of martial right. arts. That's right. You know, I'm watching a period. I'm actually, I'm I'm proud of myself. I'm watching a Korean period piece on Netflix called Kingdom. Oh. But it's got zombies in it. So, you know, it's kind of a period piece. Hey, hey. It's, Look, I'm, I'm classy sure, as fuck. I'm sure it's pretty accurate, you yeah, know? Yeah, Oh, Oh, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I can tell like 98% of that is real. Right. Uh, really, ha- right. based on true facts. If anything, the, the zombies just enhance the realness. Correct. Of the story, yes. you know? So... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um what else were we gonna talk about? <laughs> uh that's a good question. Oh yeah. Hold on a second. This is the part we cut. Oh, so are we going to go see? We're going to go see Joker next week, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So we've decided on that. Um, Trump impeachment. Ah, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, director of Joker, who said uh, woke culture uh, killed comedy or whatever. Oh, man. The plight of the white man. Yeah. Not being able to say anything that they want anymore like they used to because that was comedy. Remember in The Hangover, like um, which Todd Phillips directed, where, um, and I'm quoting the movie, where Bradley Cooper, I think it's Bradley Cooper, goes uh, paging Dr. Faggot. And then wow. that was considered comedy. Wow. It's so weird how like the the world has definitely changed like to the point where i was just like wow i don't think i laughed at that joke back then and even now it feels even worse yeah it was like i definitely felt like the room changed just now and it's just us two in it yeah i know right like (laughs) like we have just like this invisible audience that's just like holy shit shit. so people are just silently slinking out of the back you know but um i i see it as an absolute positive um that people are now more careful and have to be more thoughtful about their words because the audience has changed. Some These words, these phrases that were just throwaway back then, we've come to realize now actually have real-world impact, especially as we take a closer look at how every marginalized group is treated and suffers in this country. And these words, they have, they have an impact. They have a power to them. And the only people who don't understand are the people who have never been subjected to this sort of thing you know which is cisgendered white men yeah and it's and that's the group that you mainly hear these complaints about i mean even if you go into the comedy world which you know has its diversity has different comedians 
Um, sometimes you'll hear a black comedian or a comedian of color uh, echo these sentiments like, oh, you can't say what you want anymore in comedy. But it's mostly from cisgendered white men. And they've never sure. been, you know, they've just never been subject to this. I think it's... I mean, I... It's just like I want. I, I want to see Jim Gaffigan come out like and say because I haven't heard him say anything. Oh, but Jim Gaffigan doesn't work blue. Like he doesn't. He's not like. Um, it's true. It's true. He uh, he he keeps it pretty like um, you know. I'm not gonna say family friendly, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's a clean comic. You know? He is. He is. Um, and you're talking about like the Bill Burrs, the Dave Chappelle's. Um, right. Right. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. The, and to another extent, the Shane Gillises, right? Oh. <laughs> Shane Gillis, who fucking uh, got fired from SNL, and then uh, uh, that still be... that still boggles my mind that you know he got fired from SNL before he even started on the same day as like an Asian, the first Asian comedian was hired in the SNL's entire forty-five year run. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Ooh. When I say it like that, ooh, that's not good. But it, <laughs> but it's so true. It's just like forty-five years. All right. You know, yeah. not a single Asian uh, comedian. Ooh. In the past, and Rob he, Schneider does not count. Right. He certainly doesn't count. He counts even less now. <laughs> that's tr- oh my god. Him. He actually fucking defended that guy a little bit. But anyway, um. Uh, yeah, f- first Asian comedian in, in uh, SNL's uh, historic run on TV. I guess they think they're being progressive now, but it, it's just not a good look. In the past, when they've needed an actual Asian person on set for a skit, they would have like one of the staff, I, like the production people in the back, just like sit in and like utter one word. And then the entire like history of SNL, like that's the only time. We've had Oof. like an Asian person like that's rough. Yeah, it's it, it. It really says a lot about that institution. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, you know, uh, uh, SNL is just one example because then we've also had the Simpsons where, you know, um, they are also rebelling against this the the changing like political landscape mm. by uh, like refusing to acknowledge that the caricature of uh, an indian man on the show mm-hmm. is a caricature of an indian man yeah so like and and, and it, it all reminds me of like the, i just recently saw this um what's it called like you know this youtube video of george carlin mm-hmm. talking about how um comedy can't go the way of insulting uh people in like minority groups can't Mm -hmm. go the way of uh you know insulting you know people in the queer community can't go the way of insulting you know people of color you know because those are not the institutions of power Mm -hmm. the comedians don't punch down they punch upwards you know wow and i i think he was talking to larry king and i was like you know, I never, I never particularly found, and I know this is kind of comedy blasphemy, but I never particularly found George Carlin to be very funny. <gasps> <There we go. laughs> Seize him. 
<laughs> like the ghost of Richard Pryor just takes me to hell. Like fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking ghost style. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, I never found him to be funny, but, uh, like his comedy wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like goddamn, I've always loved hearing him. Yeah, I've always loved listening to the dude. Yeah. Uh, so and this just makes me love him even more. It makes yeah. me miss George Carlin. Yes, same here. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Like that, that man just laid the truth out on the table. Just didn't even give you a plate. Just threw the yeah. food right on the table. Yeah. It's like there it is. You know, deal with you know, <laughs> deal with it. Um. But, uh, but yeah, you know, in, in terms of Todd Phillips, yeah, it, it, I want to see Joker and then I, I don't, I don't want to s- seem like I'm supporting like this kind of point of view that, uh, comedy is dead because, uh, of woke culture, because I think I actually, you know, I'm one of those people that thinks that. Yeah, the woke cancel culture and all this stuff. Yeah, it's kind of extreme, but at the same at the same time, it's kind of an a reaction right now. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, it's a reaction to kind of like people being to people being tired of being stepped on. Mm-hmm. Voices who are just being like, you know what, fuck you, dude. You know we're so tired of this sh- this fucking shit where. We're constantly being shit on. Sure, it takes it to the extreme, but you know, any voice that is just starting to like gain momentum mm-hmm. in you know the in society in general, it it's gonna it's it's not gonna be a perfect thing. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be a perfect voice. Mm-hmm. So but it's better than we had than what we had before, which was no voice. Yes, of course. And the status quo just being perpetuated forward on and on and that causing damage within society. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I don't think comedy's dead. I think comedy's changing. Yes, for sure. Um and you know and <laughs> people might see that as negative. You know, change is fucking hard. Change is hard. Just ask the music industry. When MP3s hit the scene and the music industry did not know what the fuck to do and then Napster rose and just changed everything yeah you know and it and even though it wasn't perfect you know it was essentially you know people sharing music from a different different perspective it was people stealing whatever way whichever way you want to look at it it was it forced a paradigm shift and i think that's kind of what's happening with comedy right now um and people will adapt I had to adapt. Or they'll go the way of the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Your time is over. Now is our time. <laughs> um, you know, I had to change. I had to change too, you know. My mom got fed up one day. And she was like, you're changing your own goddamn sheets. And I was like, why? And then I'd, you know, I'd rip through them like tinfoil. <laughs> <laughs> And this was only five years ago. Oh God! Uh, let let that sit and marinate uh, with you, listeners. That's right. I'm talking about come again. I came again, and I will come again after the fact. 
But that, we have to wrap it up. Holy shit, we have to wrap it up. One of the grossest things that ever happened on this show. <laughs> it can't be the it's the grossest thing that's happened on the show so far. I apologize to the viewers. <laughs> you can send emails to robotsversustaxes at gmail.com. Uh, that's right. And listen to us on all the platforms that you can. iTunes. Um, I'm pretty certain we're on Spotify too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. We'll have to check it out then. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. And send us, uh, send us an email and Hey, write us a review on iTunes. Uh, that would be dope. Super awesome. Um, so for both of us here, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are robots, robots versus, versus taxes. taxes. Uh, Radio free Brooklyn. Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Oh! In New York, the shooting of another unarmed black man raises further questions about NYPD tactics. On Thursday, an undercover police officer shot and killed Patrick Dorsman. African immigrant Amadou Diallo. One, two, three.